brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Today we return to the Combinatory by St. Vincent of Larens. He's a doctor of the church whose work was brought to my attention when Francis used his works publicly to endorse novelty in the church, to endorse breaking from sacred tradition, to endorse essentially their revolution in the church. And I thought that was an odd choice. It didn't sound right. In fact, it turned out when he was quoting St. Saint Vincent of Larens, he was taking him out of context, rather severely out of context. In fact, using him in the way opposite of the way the doctor of the church would have approved of. I'm sure you're shocked by this. <laughs> we have been working our way through the combinatory for the last year, one or two chapters at a time, depending on the length of each chapter. We are going to now return to his discussion of of First Timothy. And here we will see the disciple warn us of, or well, we'll see St. Paul warning Timothy to reject novelties in the church, to reject new things in the church, that the church and the faith are the same yesterday, today, and forever, like our Lord. That when teaching does change, it doesn't really change, it develops. Our understanding gets deeper as we confront questions related to teachings that didn't occur to anybody beforehand. So with that, chapter 24 of the Combinatory. But let us return to the Apostle. O Timothy, he says, guard the deposit, shunning profane novelties of words. Shun them as you would a viper, as you would a scorpion, as you would a basilisk, lest they smite you not only with their touch, but even with their eyes and breath. What is to shun? Not even to eat with a person of this sort. What is to shun? If anyone says St. John comes to you and brings not this doctrine. What doctrine? What but the Catholic and universal doctrine, which is continued one and the same through the several successions of ages by the uncorrupt tradition of the truth, and so will continue forever. Receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he that biddeth him Godspeed communicates with him in his evil deeds. Profane novelties of words. What words are these? Such as have nothing sacred, nothing religious, words utterly remote from the inmost sanctuary of the church, which is the temple of God. Profane novelties of words, that is, of doctrines, subjects, opinions, such as are contrary to antiquity and the faith of the olden time. Which, if they be received, it follows necessarily that the faith of the blessed fathers is violated, either in whole or at all events in great part. It follows necessarily that all the faithful of all ages, all the saints, the chaste, the continent, the virgins, all the clergy, deacons and priests, so many thousands of confessors, so vast an army of martyrs, such multitude of cities and of peoples, so many islands, provinces, kings, tribes, kingdoms, nations, in a word, almost the whole church, incorporated in Christ the head through the Catholic faith, have been ignorant for so long a tract of time, have been mistaken, have blasphemed, have not known what to believe, what to confess. Shun profane novelties of words, which to receive and follow was never the part of Catholics, of heretics always was. In sooth, what heresy ever birthed forth to save under a definite name, at a definite place, at a definite time. 
Whoever originated a heresy that did not first dissever himself from the consentient agreement of the universality and antiquity of the Catholic Church. That this is so demonstrated in the clearest way by examples. For whoever before that profane Pelagius attributed so much antecedent strength to free will, as to deny the necessity of God's grace to aid it towards good in every single act, who ever before his monstrous disciple Colestius denied that the whole human race is involved in the guilt of Adam's sin, whoever before sacrilegious Arius dared to rend asunder the unity of the Trinity, who before impious Sibelius was so audacious as to confound the Trinity of the unity, who before cruelest Novatian represented God as cruel, in that he had rather the wicked should die than that he should be converted and live, who before Simon Magus, who was smitten by the apostle's rebuke, and from whom that ancient sink of everything vile has flowed by secret continuous succession even to Priscillian of our own time, who, I say, before this Simon Magus, dared to say that God the Creator is the author of evil, that is, of our wickedness, impieties, flagellationness, inasmuch as he asserts that he created with his own hands a human nature of such a description, that of its own motion, and by the impulse of its necessity, constrained will, it can do nothing else, can will nothing else but sin, seeing that tossed to and fro, set on fire by the furies of all sorts of vices, it is hurried away by unquenchable lust into the utmost extremes of baseness. There are innumerable instances of this kind, which for brevity's sake pass over, by all of which, however, it is manifestly and clearly shown that it is an established law, in the case of almost all heresies, that they evermore delight in profane novelties, scorn the decisions of antiquity, and through oppositions of science falsely so-called, make shipwreck of the faith. On the other hand, it is the sure characteristic of Catholics to keep that which has been committed to their trust by the Holy Fathers, to condemn profane novelties, and in the Apostles' words, once and again repeated, to anathematize everyone who preaches any other doctrine than that which has been received. Very clear words from St. Vincent of Larens, I think. Those who preach a new religion in the church have been anathematized, meaning excommunicated. It's food for thought, isn't it? Especially in our time of profane novelties, of this ecumenical dialogue, like what we have saw this past week at World Youth Day, where the local authorities told us that it was not merely a Catholic event, but it was an ecumenical interreligious dialogue event. Again, it is, it's his words are very clear, even if at times he gets a little complex with some of the language he uses. The Catholic is to keep the same faith as our forebears. Anybody who tries to break from that by introducing new concepts, new dogmas, new doctrines, is to be rejected. Everything we believe can be found in the church and in the faith as it was taught in the first centuries of it. Our understandings are more complicated than they were in those days, as the churches had to confront new objections to those doctrines and dogmas. But it is the same faith. It is the same teaching. But it does make you wonder about some of the novelties and practice and discipline and doctrine and dogma that we've seen pushed by some of the pontiffs of the last few decades, and how they will be judged when eventually order is restored in the church, because someday it will be. Someday this age of profane novelty will come to an end. It has to. This long nightmare of liturgical chaos, doctrinal and dogmatic chaos, 
and secularization will come to an end. I hope we live to see it. What did you think of this talk from St. Vincent of Lawrence? It was a single chapter from the Combinatory, relatively short one. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, and like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.